The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. I'm the host of this here show, the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And that guy right over there sitting next to me is John Fina, former left tackle for the Buffalo Bills. John? <laughs> what perfectly executed. <laughs> I've been practicing well, all week. week. Dud. Last week you did it and there was nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I was practicing. I was like, oh my God, the DMs were flying in. Bro, you can't even open a beer can. Just you like the suck. offensive line this week. <laughs> People it's like screaming the offensive at you, line. You Ah, you're the worst. But hey, playoffs, yes. Joe. Yeah, clinch, we, clinch, we have clinch, officially clinch, clinched clinch. the playoffs or a playoff berth, rather. The Bills have won what five in a row. I think this is uh four years in a row uh that the Bills have been in the playoffs. Third year. If they win this week in Chicago, third year in a row as AFC champion, AFC East champion, sorry, and five out of six years that they've actually made the playoffs. Wildest dreams land, bro. Oh, dude, you took it from me. I was going to say I got one word for you. Wildest dreams land. Is it one word? Hashtag? That's one word. It's one word. Hashtag wildest, wildest dreams, dreams land. land. No, it's uh, it's incredible. And that, everybody, is Joe Miller. He's the host of this here podcast. We break down the <laughs> Buffalo Bills game. I'm feeling ornery tonight. I'm got a little, I got set off a little bit by a couple of things. So, you know bringing it tonight I Joe. Got, what do you got uh, what do you got I, I, I don't i don't know i don't know that i've got much but uh hopefully i've got some entertainment value in me right but uh it is good to have everybody here everybody's piling into the chat we appreciate live view yeah 
Daniel Galleries, he's going to bring something. You know he always does. And woo, Richard Rush is in there. Mimi Fina, what's up, Mimi Fina? Shout out. Tracy Fitcher. I mean, I can't even name everybody. There they all are having a great time <laughs> well, on our show. show. Uh, is uh, is always Ooh. fun, and it's an opportunity for us to get together and have conversations about the Buffalo. 11 of these Victory Mondays we have had. Uh, so far this season, which is absolutely incredible. And uh, real quick shout out to the uh, title sponsor who I don't have up. I meant to put them up and forgot to. Uh, quick shout out to the title sponsor of our show, the Market Dominator team. And here is a message from John and Scott Cotillis, the market, do- the, the whole entire Market Dominator team. Here we go. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Scott. And we are the Market Dominators. As the buyer specialist on our team, I love helping people search for, find, and buy homes. And just like our bills, we put together a great winning strategy to help them succeed in this competitive market. And as the listing agent, it's really important that we educate, advocate, negotiate, and dominate. So thank you, John, for giving us the opportunity to sponsor your awesome show, The Off Tackle Show with John Fina, hosted by our good friend Joe Miller. We're so grateful that we get to connect with all of Bill's Mafia through your awesome show. So if you're looking to buy or sell, you reach out to us directly, 716-570-3298. And one other thing for all of our Mafia friends, Merry Christmas and Go Bill's! Go Bills, that is the Market Dominator team, uh, John and Scott. Please give them a call at 716-570-3298 uh, if you're in the market to buy or sell a home. But we got to hold up just a second. And I have not taken this video down for one reason. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, hey, I'm in the First video. All, How about your, that? your jersey is on oh, the wall I... behind John, right? Next to Cornelius, ne- next to ah, Biscuit. Dang. Second okay. of all, that jersey is autographed. Hell yes. What does Joe Miller not yes, have? An autographed yes, John Fina jersey. We Every Wait, time it's, give it's you come one? up, that's your, your question. Didn't I keep that? All right, I got one right here. I think. Let me see. It's got. It's got. I think it has either some vomit stain on it or something. I got to see if it comes out in the wash. I don't know. I might have. I might have been screaming so loud. I dripped some chicken wings on it. I don't know what that is, but maybe a little. Schmutz. Uh, I don't I know what Jewish that word stuff is that guy schmutz. sells on TV. Schmutz. Schmutz. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. It's right. Well, I thought we were going to break down. Uh, John and Scott's performance there because I thought the tutelage of oh, yeah. John needs to continue, right? Because Scott was good, but he wasn't nice, demonstrative nice. enough with his hands. Uh, but he's he's coming along. So my expectations uh, were that Scott would be a little bit better. <laughs> the production the production quality sunk a little bit too, but I think that's a special one-off Christmas uh, video that they did for us, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Scott. Thank you, John. It's uh, it's a pleasure having you as sponsors to this off tackle with John Fina podcast hosted by the Joe Miller. The so Miller. let's, uh, let's get right into this. Let's not waste. Let's not, you know, uh, spend any time any longer dilly dallying around the good. Oh, no, I'm, I jumped right yeah. ahead. I'm supposed to be. Thoughts I, I know you overall, jumped the gun there, buddy. Thoughts on this football game. I apologize for that miss up there, that mishap rather. So what were your overall thoughts of this football game? Too many mental errors. Uh, too many penalties, uh, on the unavoidable penalties by the offense, uh, in particular mm-hmm. illegal motion offensive line. Those were killers. Uh, and there were mental errors. 
Uh, and there are always going to be physical shortcomings, but when your physical shortcoming is based on a technique mistake, you know, that's a problem that, you know, they can be rectified, but guys just, they got to stay tuned in. My thoughts on the game were uh, just too many big plays given up by the defense and too many little like, Hey, it's my turn to make a mistake instead of, you know, developing Mm. into that perfect, not perfect game, but all three phases of the game, yeah. which we did not have uh, yesterday. We talked a little bit today, um, and I'm going to preface this with the Bills won, right? So let's just, the Bills won. We got the dub, 11-3, and three, stranglehold on the AFC East, uh, still the number one seed in the AFC. Everything is pointing in the direction that we want it to go. The Chiefs are having a hard time against subpar teams, which is even better for the Bills. Cincinnati, Cincinnati struggled. struggled. That, Dallas that being lost said, it. there was a book written on that Dolphins offense that was written, started, started to be written by the 49ers. The 49ers shut that Dolphins team down. And the conversation was it was also partly because of the cold. It wasn't partly because of the cold. The fact the reality was, yeah, no, it was in the San cold Francisco. Cold in LA? Yeah. Oh, so, oh, that's right. So, so there was a, there was, a, there was a great deal of like, oh, the Niners have kind of figured something out because the whole thing, and you, you and I have talked about this, and even you, it's funny because you said you really can't press a guy like Tyree Kill. You can't press a guy like Jalen Waddle. You're one of the people that told me like you really can't play press man against those guys. Well, the Niners did a little bit, and it worked, and they shut that offense down. And then the very next week, they go to the Chargers, and it was 57 degrees. Oh, it's cold. They got heaters on the sideline, blah, 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 blah. And the Chargers had Tua throwing reckless footballs to open areas on the field because they were they were so in the face, in the grill of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle that the timing was completely off, and all Tua could do was basically just drop back three steps and throw the ball. Like, please, God, let somebody show up, which they didn't. He completed 30% of his passes. It was ridiculous. They took the middle of the field away. It was genius what they did. And the Bills' defense goes into this game Trots in with a nickel 4-2, which is what we do. Again, it was supposed to be a blizzard. And when they even did play press man coverage, there wasn't, whether it was Key or Elam, whether it was, whether it was Trey, whether it was Dane Jackson, they were three yards off them. And it was to your point. They shook them and ran around them. Like no, it was almost like nobody wanted to get dirty. On my second watch, that's what I was watching for. Well, well, like, and the whole the whole point of being in the nickel is so right, you got an right. extra guy that can recover, right? So you got five guys, and if you're going to press, then you have the ability to recover. You're not going to recover with Milano right. or just, with I, Tremaine Edmonds. I just, yeah, so, so if you're going to if you're going to commit to press man, right? Then you at least get a hand, like step forward, get a hand on the guy. But they they sat on their heel, let him make their move, and then they ran right around him. And it, so it was, yeah. No, you're right. I, I I think you both and I you you both we both agree that there's an aggressive nature to the defense that's I don't, missing. I don't know what the I don't know I don't know how to put it into words. And if that's what the words are, then yes. Uh, well, well, so I looked. You know, we had that conversation earlier today, and then I rewatched the game, and I was thinking to myself, okay, you you want to go. Joe wants to go regular. All right, that's fine. So what I was trying to do was look for situations where having that nickel linebacker and the DB, the nickel DB hurt us in the run game. Mm -hmm. And I didn't find it. I found maybe one or two instances. The the overarching problem with the run game was we were getting eaten up up front. And if we weren't getting eaten up, 
we had guys that weren't yeah. maintaining gap integrity. So if you're getting leveraged, you have to fight pressure. So we, and it, and it really hurt us on about four mm. of those plus eight yard runs where, you know, if you're coming off, if you're a defensive end and you're engaging with the tackle and he wants to move you this way, you've got to be midline off center midline and be able to press and leak things out into space. But as soon as you take that mm -hmm. up, extra step upfield, you, you, you create yeah, yeah, yeah. a huge seam. And we we did that yeah multiple occasions, and that that yeah, they, that gashed the D. And and Milano and Edmonds did not come downhill in this game. I think game they were. The I run. think they were meant to stay back, right? I think that was. It's, it's so the Bills won, and that's all. So the game the game plan worked, right? No, so the Bills came up. They allowed the Dolphins to score twenty nine points, which it, to me should not happen in twenty degree weather. Um, but it, they still won, and by and large, they won because this offense when they need it when they want it when it's time to go get it you can't stop them inside of two minutes they said it on the broadcast and i didn't see the broadcast saturday night because i was there but they said on the broadcast the bills are leading the league in second like those last two minutes second half or first half points by of anybody that, like when it's inside two minutes if they've got the ball they're gonna score a touchdown like wow anyway <laughs> so that that reminds me i played golf with a guy about 10 weeks ago and it was a scramble and we right. had th we had three guys in the group and uh it there was no pressure no we didn't have to play fast the guy would hit a horrible shot and even when he didn't have the extra stroke he's right. like I'm, I'm just gonna hit one for fun and he hits a pure eight iron you know 160 sticks in the green and he did it over and over again and so finally the, the other the other guys in the group right before he'd line up we go hey ted yeah, this, this is, is your second shot, shot. <laughs> and he, he starts playing lights out right so i mean yeah. I, they're in the huddle right somebody ought to just go hey there's only two minutes left there's only two minutes left in the half and it's like you know nine minutes left right. in the first quarter maybe i don't know that that goes back to something we'll talk about a little bit later about that right. uh that mental state right that attack yeah, but, mentality. It, but it, it was it was a great experience uh i i said last night on the overreaction show that i was doing everything i could my dad bailed on the game on wednesday so like just the threat of snow and cold and like the traffic situation, my dad was like, I think I'm out. And it was, so I say he bailed on Wednesday. It was a hard, I think I'm out. And then by Friday I'm out. And then, so, and I had told McKenna, like, because she's like, if, if Papa doesn't go, I want to go. And so I gave her 15 opportunities to get out of it Saturday, like from Friday to Saturday. Cause I'm thinking two feet, right? Cause it went from four to seven inches, like to seven to 12 inches to 12 to 24. And we got 24 in Hamburg. We got, a full-on 24 before the game started. Um, but I, we ended up going, and I, I tried to, like, are you sure you want to go? We don't have to go. We can just go home, whatever. She wanted to go. We went, and it was it was an interesting. But the game itself, the experience was fantastic. And as much as snowballs were coming out of the stands like streamers, it was a wonderful environment when the Bills scored and the snow was going up instead of out towards the field. And speaking of that, you know, we I asked you earlier today, I don't know if you had time to think about it, were you ever on the field, whether at our stadium, it happens at every other stadiums as well, Green Bay, Philly, New York, open-air stadiums, New England. Were you ever in a situation where you guys were being pelted with snowballs by, by fans in the stands? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, not not snowballs. Uh, we had an away game, and we had some items thrown at us when we were going in and out of the tunnel. But, uh, no, you know, nothing that really sticks in my mind like what I saw the other night. And whether it was Miami fans trying to get a penalty on the Bills or Bills fans, you know, I, I got to think that mm-hmm. if it were Miami fans, that the Bills Mafia would have grabbed them, put them in a nice little chokehold, and you know, been signaling security to get this sob out of here. But I, I just don't like that. And and you know what? There was plenty of time for yeah. snowballs. I, in the there, I lot. saw from just my saying. seats first row of the upper deck. I saw several occasions in the corner red zone end zone where I'm at, which is right below. I think the the M and T suite uh, is the corner end zone I'm nearest on the tunnel. So I guess right right tunnel side if you're coming out of the tunnel and there were several instances where somebody would throw a snowball and then you'd see the person behind them like pointing their finger at them like to get security's attention and then that person would immediately turn around and like want to start fisticuffs with them it was just yeah it was it was the the hard part about the whole thing is is like you go back and forth i want to have fun too right but i don't want to have fun at the detriment of the game because the first thing i'm thinking about is the penalty stuff. I'm thinking about somebody, Mike McDaniel getting hit in the head or something like that or something ridiculous. You know, Peter Schrager's saying stupid stuff like they're ice balls. They were not ice balls as far as that goes. They were snowballs. That's literally what they were. And no kid has ever been killed from being hit by a snowball and no player with a helmet on has ever been killed or even hurt being hit by a snowball either. There's, there's, and I, and I did a big diatribe on it yesterday on the show, um, last night. And I, I, I was, I was firm in my stance. But even with that being said, where I sat in the upper deck, it was, it was neat to see this, the snowballs that didn't make the, the field, the people from the upper deck behind me, they were like streamers coming down and they were just landing in the lower bowl. But it was, there was, there was a couple points where there was just for no reason at all, just snowballs coming and white in the lights and coming down. It was, but uh, the game experience itself was was awesome, and when the snow happened, it was reminiscent to me of the Miami Dolphins uh, Bills game. And I don't remember what year it was; it was a long time ago. Ricky Williams uh, was the running back. That's how long ago it was. Sitting in my same seat, my little brother Corey was sitting next to me, and Rick, it was the game where Ricky Williams, the first two possessions the Bills had, he ripped off like a forty-eight yard touchdown run, and then like a fifty-one yard touchdown run, and the Bills were not playing well. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere. The snow from from the from the back wall. Ricky Williams, did you play with Ricky Williams? I wonder if you were even on the. You may have been on the team at this time, um, but literally the snow from the side wall on on my on my right hand side instead of falling down, went to commercial break, and all of a sudden the snow was coming up over that wall and then down into the stadium. And people talk about. It. I hear people talk about it even today when they're like, "Yeah, like the field was green." Went to commercial, came back three minutes later, and the whole stadium was in a blizzard. And that's literally what happened. And the Dolphins just folded like a chair. So it was, it was fourth quarter was that way. Mm-hmm. Like there was an aspect of like all of a sudden it just started snowing, and boy, was it snowing. Like literally within a couple of minutes, the field had a, a coating of snow on it. And the Dolphins again just kind of crumpled, right? With the whole entire thing. So um, wonderful game experience, suspect of the defensive game plan. But uh, outside of that, I can't really say 
a whole lot of negative. It was it was it was great to be a part of. It. Oh, what? Well, uh- no, we're not. Are we on the negative? Because the special teams, okay, because the right, special right, teams yeah. is garbage. Well, uh, <laughs> we're not on the negative. Except, except for the kicker. The except negative. for the kicker. Uh, we did that last week. We tried that. Everybody got mad at us. But yeah. uh, uh, I don't know why they did it. Why? Actually, let's. Uh, not mad at us for what? 18 minutes into this thing. Let's 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 talk about House Capital real quick before we get on to the good. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You're getting me fired up now. If you got a problem with your special teams, you need a guy to fix it. Call Joe Miller. But when you're looking to buy a house, everyone's got a guy. You might need work done on your roof. Hell, I got a guy. You need an inspection? Don't call Joe Miller. Call Jerry Ostrowski. He knows somebody. And when you're looking to get your financing together, Brian Belser from House Capital Corporation can be your guy. They help make the mortgage process simple, hassle-free, and understandable. At House Capital, their preferred relationships with some of the top lenders give you the edge up in getting the financing you need. Take it to the house with Brian Belser and House Capital. House is a registered mortgage broker in New York State, development of financial services. All loans arranged to third-party providers equal housing opportunity. House Capital 500 proceed MLS. It's better when you do five, four, nine, the tag six, four, four. at the end. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> Was it Micro Machines? The old Micro Machine commercials? <laughs> you're old like me. You remember those. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're in oh the in the God. market for a mortgage refinance, whatever, please, after you call the market dominator team, call House Capital. They do work together often. So my mortgage was done. Uh, I should say my house. John was my realtor. And then Brian Belser was my mortgage broker. So by all means, give them both a call. So the good in this foot. Actually, I need to say this first. If you're watching this show right now live and you've got a question or a comment for John Fina, please super chat us. I forgot to say that at the top. Also, like and subscribe. Jump on that like button for us. Uh, do us a favor, get our metrics up, but uh, we'll appreciate you. So the good, the good from this game, there was a lot of good. Um, Josh, I mean, there was a couple throws where Josh had some errant throws, but that's going to happen. There was obviously some drop passes, but, dude, there was a third and 17 in this game where Josh hit Gabe over the middle on on an in-breaking route where he just found the soft spot in the zone, and it was just all the memories came back of third and Josh, right? I loved Cole Beasley being on the field, and I loved the response reaction that he got. Everybody, like, the crowd was waiting. The crowd was waiting. Like, Bees was on the field, I think, for four or five plays before he got his first catch. So the crowd was just waiting for the moment, and then the moment came, and you heard it on the broadcast how loud the crowd was to the point where even the announcers talked about it. But Devin Singletary, my goodness, like, Closing that game out for the Buffalo Bills, Josh. There's something we've talked about it. I brought it up many times. There's something about when Josh decides he's going to take a take a game over with his legs, that everything in the game changes. The defense almost doesn't know what to do with themselves. They're like, "We've got this team stopped. We've got them stopped." And then Josh is like, "No, you don't." And then everything else opens up around him. And I don't know what to do because I've been on the fence about the whole "Don't run, Josh," but it really works. It really works well when you run, Josh. Well, uh, so. Yeah, it does. Uh, is I that it for your go good, on or do you want a long time? Continue. It was a fun game. Anytime you're beating the Dolphins in Buffalo at home, dude. One of the other thoughts yeah, I had about right? the snow it was like, if we keep throwing snowballs at this team, they're going to take away December games against the Dolphins against us or for us, right? They're going to put us in the summer and put them mm. in the winter, and we don't really want that. But go ahead. Sorry, you can you can have a conversation now about the good. I'm I'm so glad I get to talk <laughs> on welcome. my show. John, John Fina has I'll, the floor. I'll tell you what I love. Of, I, I, I hear a lot about the Bills can't win a close one. Uh, not that I've actually seen it because I don't pay that close of attention, but they're winning close ones, right? They closed this one out. 
That is two drives. better than two good. Two back drives to, to tie it and then right? to win the game. Right. The game is on the line, and they delivered. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of teams fold. Uh, to address your question about Josh, it's a different scenario in you know with two minutes to go because with the length of the field in play, we have enough weapons. Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, mm-hmm. Dawson Knox, the incomparable Stefan Diggs, that is a secondary and a linebacking core. Your immediate response to drop into the secondary opens up the middle. And even if one guy's spying, you know, your money's mm-hmm. on Josh mm-hmm. to get eight yards minimum, right? I mean, occasionally uh, when, when he's coming at you, right, he's gonna he's gonna get eight. When he's when he's off to the sideline, occasionally those guys have been tripping him up. You know that'll happen. So uh, it's not the same as running the guy in the middle of the first quarter on your own twenty-five with a called right. quarterback counter, which we also ran in this game, which was actually blocked extremely well. Uh, so that's 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 really good. I liked the energy of Diggs. I felt like Diggs was uh, just kind of building people there was up. One, sorry, there was one. Along. I gotta say, it. there was one play. I, I I don't remember where. I think I want. I don't. I don't know where where in the game it was. I missed it in my rewatch today. There was some other stuff going on, but he caught a pass for a first down. It was a long, either second down or third down, and he's laying on the ground. I remember it at the game, and he's going. Oh, like, he's asking the defender, "Was that a first down? That was a first down, right? That was a first down." <laughs> he just. Sorry, I apologize. That was awesome. Uh, I think uh, you know. I, I think Van, Van Rotten's or Roten. Sorry, I think Van Roten's doing a pretty good oh. job filling in at center. Mike, I'm concerned about what. My only aside from that would be when they went to do the kneel down. They did it in shotgun formation because they were worried about the snap. Have you ever seen well, a, I mean, a kneel down in victory I, formation like they did on Sunday or they did it Saturday night? McKenna's McKenna's next to me going, why are they doing it like that? I'm like, I have no idea. They must not trust. And they had, so on the rewatch, they had issues with the center quarterback exchange, right? Under center. Yeah. Now, typically, most of those fumbles at the center quarterback exchange belong to the quarterback. And it doesn't happen with Bates. uh, No, that was in the Vikings game. That was Was Ben. Was it Van Rotten? Well, that was, by the way, that was uh, that was Josh's yeah. fault. By the way, the ball came up in the right spot. But the difference is the right. difference is the quarterback has to yeah. know. Okay, regardless, you you took me off my track. I wanted to say that Taron Taron Johnson had yes. two yes. amazing plays in the game: the PBU, the tackle for a loss. I mean, you, you can't go and say that's not good. Uh, Poyer. He had a solid game. I think I saw two mental errors. Uh, one of them was w- – one could have been his. One could have been Hamlin's. But by and large, I wanted to f- find a couple of guys on defense that played well because mm-hmm. I didn't think anybody really stood out. Milano shocked me missing that – The second that, time uh, it's happened. He, had, he did field. that once earlier in the season where he walked, ran for the guy and the guy ran around him. Yeah. You know, he could be tentative on the ankle. Like that, that could be. Uh, I thought Spencer Brown actually played pretty good. I watched him pretty close. His pass protection improved immensely. Um, you know, uh, and I agree with you. I think the running backs, uh, Singletary in particular, mm-hmm. but James Cook looked really good. And, you know, Josh again, the good, uh, 
you know, no panic, calm, cool, collected, and and the belief. Mm-hmm. He he exudes belief. You know what I mean? You don't get that feeling that he's in a panic and there's a minute 30 left to go in the half of the or the game, and he looks like the same guy uh, right. you know, on the first drive of the game. And that's that's a really good thing. He doesn't get rattled. And I, you know, you could tell he doesn't get rattled because if a player disappoints him. He just gives him, you know, he just does maybe yeah, a little like shake, yeah. you know, shakes his head a little bit, but he's not like screaming and angry because, you know, it's the whole, you know, point at you, three fingers pointing back at me. Yeah, we got a uh, great guy. To your point helm. on Spencer Brown. So okay. I heard this somewhere. I don't remember where it was. I was listening to or who I was listening to or what I was reading, but they were talking about the fact that Spencer Brown was going against Jalen Phillips, who's like enormous, six five, six six, And that Spencer Brown being six eight a big old boy probably i think tommy doyle's like six eight and a half he's even bigger that he struggles or that at least he has struggled with getting low and getting into some of those shorter like defensive ends or outside linebackers that are rushing the passer so yeah he definitely did better now jalen phillips obviously had the strip sack on allen we can talk about that probably in the negative you would probably put that on allen waiting too long yeah wait the funny part is probably. he could have just gone if he'd have just gone he would have gotten and you <laughs> yeah, I, I when I rewatched it, like you know, because when I see a play that I want to understand, right? I, I watch it like nine times, which is why it takes me like nine <laughs> hours to watch one football he, he game. Run. It's like the information is coming he at me, Joe. I don't know what to say, and man. And wait, so apparently he saw something. He's w- wait, stopped. He's like, I got that guy, and I'm gonna wait for him to come open. And then Jalen Phillips got to him, and mm-hmm. Jalen Phillips. I don't. I don't know. I didn't get to it on the broadcast. Did he? In the when I was in the stands, he did it towards me because I'm on the Dolphins sideline. So the Bills were going from my left to the right, and then he strip sack, and then Jalen Phillips runs around and celebrates like he just won the Super Bowl. Jalen Phillips gets a strip sack against Josh Allen and is losing his ever loving emotional mind. Like he's like on the ground and like, oh my god, I can't believe this just happened. It's like, bro, act like you've been there before. <laughs> all right let, we'll we'll revisit that that kind of mindset thing yeah right so last, i think we hit the good man yeah, oh tyler bass also, tyler bass also tradavius white clutch tradavius white had a couple of clutch. moments where again press man didn't really press into his man however it was great to see him getting mm-hmm. overly involved tackling guys challenging mm-hmm. yeah he had he had he had yeah, two yeah. challenging plays that i saw one, he was lined up on the defensive right. He gave too much cushion. We were bringing pressure, and I thought, well, maybe he's cushioning because, yeah. because of the pressure. But he had a single high safety behind him. He had Hamlin behind him, and he should have been he should have been tighter to waddle on that. I didn't think there was enough risk that warranted him uh, playing a soft on that. Uh, it, was, it was kind of like a, know, like a twelve yard in something like that. But but over yeah, overwhelmingly, it was, it was great yeah. to see Tre'Davious completely involved in the game plan yeah he wasn't tentative like he kind of it felt like he was during the jets game where he was kind of like i'm not sure yet whereas this one like he was going after tyreek hill mm-hmm. as far as after the ball was being catched he was challenging the passes mm-hmm. while they're in the air it was great so yeah that that to me was a big good there was a lot of good a lot of good from this football game um and it was entertaining and we beat, beat an afc east opponent and beating them pretty much assures us of the afc east like crown so i mean the bills would have to have an utter collapse and by the way, as it pertains to the Dolphins, as much as the Bills went in there full of moxie, like we're just going to do what we do and beat you, 
whoever plays the Dolphins going forward is going to play press man coverage and take away the middle and shut that that offense down. So as much as people were like, oh, look, the Dolphins can play offense again, I'm not so sure the last three games the Dolphins are going to be as successful as they were against the Bills, frankly, because people are going to do what the Chargers did against them, right? So your daughter just gave us a super chat, but there's no comment here. So Mimi, oh, there it is right there. Do you guys think Ike Butker will play against the Bears? How do you feel about that? If so, so Mimi Fina with the super chat. This is John's daughter. Um, Where are you at on Ike Butker? Well, I think, I think Quesenberry's playing well at guard. I think that that position suits him right now. If Mitch Morse isn't back for the game, obviously Van Roten is going to be at center. Where, where does Rick Bates? Right, what's right, his right guard? I would him right? So, although if if Morse can't play, yeah, he's I, going to be the center. Uh, no, Mitch uh, Brian Bates will be the Brian Bates is the backup center. Ryan, Rick Bates, right? Okay, so Rick, like Rick Bates Ryan. comes back. Okay, perfect. I did it for you. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, despite um, common misconception and people that, um, you know, like to throw blanket accusations and statements, this offensive line has played pretty damn well on Saturday night aside from the penalties, which, you know, I guess then they didn't play well. But I think the only guy right now, as I see it, who struggled from Saturday night was uh, Saffold. And, you know, he's a good player. He just make he does a couple of things that I'm just like, why did he do that? You know, I, and these are all Joe mm-hmm. pre-snap thoughts that you have in your head. You come running up to the line of scrimmage in your Scottish Swagger. Bills Mafia t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. I'm Scottish. You come up to the line of scrimmage, you know, the play, you know, the snap count, then you're counting. You're like, all right, this is what I see. Now the, the next thought that comes into your head is what's the worst thing that can happen to me? How do I prevent mm-hmm. it? with my first step and you got to have that mentality. And there are situations where, you know, and I know Jerry O's looking at the film right now, scratching his head, Ruben Brown saying the same thing. Like why the hell did he step out into space like that when he's got help inside and sells the center out? So, you know, there's that. And it, you know, it's easy to watch the film Mm. and say, why the hell did he do that? Rather than being in the game and the, and the proverbial bullets are flying and, you know, you get a little kind of uh, loose right. with your technique, but that's the point. You got to dial it back to the technique. You got to, you got to center yourself into this play, this moment, this technique and do it right. And I would say that if anybody's kind of struggling on that uh, from Saturday night, it would be Roger. Not that these things aren't curable, but I don't see Ike coming into the game uh, unless we don't have mm-hmm. Ryan Bates and Mitch Morse. Coming off of the inter- injury, to me, is the bigger problem, right? So you've got Odell Beckham, ACL tear. Um, all the hype, all the whole entire season. Who's going to sign him? Where is he going to go? Vaughn Miller, he's coming to Buffalo. Brandon Bean, we've been talking. Vaughn said he's in. Like, if, if he wants to be here, he'll be here. Blah, 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 blah. And then when the rubber meets the road and, like, you expect him to be healthy, I don't – from the horse's mouth, OBJ, I don't I don't know that I need to play in the regular season. I think, I, I think I'm good for the, for the playoffs, which basically is just an admonition, an admonishment that he's not ready. Tredavious White gets injured on Thanksgiving last year. 
there were people speculating September. He's going to be ready for the season opener. And I was like, you're high. You are high if you think he's ready for the season opener. Well, it's different for everybody. Six to nine months, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's a year. It's nine to a year, nine months to a year. He comes back. When he finally comes back after Thanksgiving, he's super tentative. He's super like, I got to figure this thing out. Do I trust my knee, right? I don't know that Ike Butker is mm -hmm. in a situation where even if he's quote unquote ready to play, that he's ready to play. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it might be a bring him back for yeah. limited snaps just to see, get him get him into that speed. I mean, they're not practicing at full speed. They, they haven't practiced at full speed since <laughs> yeah. the first week of September. There's just no way to simulate it. There's too much risk. The bodies are too sore. So bring him back onto the roster. I'm Who's next you. up? The Bears, right? So, so who is going to go down that you have up Nine offensive linemen, you can't. You got to have eight, right? So you're only going to activate eight offensive linemen unless you're really concerned about something. Activating nine, that would be insane. But if you do that, who do you put down? You put down. Uh, this is this is the kind, and it, at the know. risk of upsetting the comment section. And I know that Ike Butker is a guy that we like. Um, I like Ike as well. Um, the reality is, is if Morse can play and Ryan Bates is healthy. Van Roten is your backup, is your is your emergency guard, right? And your or your emergency center. Van Roten mm -hmm. at a guard from a guard standpoint, Van Roten has played well. Like he's he's never played center before. He never played center in college. So that's why that whole conversation about him playing center in the first Miami game was so perplexing. Why are you putting a guy in there to play center that's never played center before when the dude standing next to him was the backup center and you never played him because you were afraid to get him hurt in case Morris got hurt? So to me, Ike is kind of down on the totem pole. If Van Roten is healthy and Bates is healthy, Van Roten plays and Ike does not. That's just me, and I know that that's not necessarily what comment probably. Yeah, and you got Quesenberry playing right, guard too and playing yeah, he well. Played, he did. He did. He did fine in that game, as far as that goes. And what's amazing too is like, yeah, <laughs> that his ankles ankles healthy. So all these guys are dealing with ankle injuries. Everybody, what's not being well, Joe? If you ever weighed three hundred and twelve pounds, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot I'm of stress on the joints, so I'm brother. I'm getting there. I'm working my way. I swear to God, you dude, are not two thirty five, right? So we're separated by fifteen pounds, and I'm like, I'm like You're six five feet taller, taller than, than you. Me and I have a thirty. I and my a, wingspan is an is 80 and yours is like a 40. I have a They're 35. Like I, have, arms. I have gangly arms like you, but I've got a 34 inch waist and I weigh 236. Yes, 100%. And I hate the fact that I weigh 236. <laughs> but it is, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> you better look better at the uh, sales kickoff meeting in Orlando when we're there, buddy, or I'm going to just pound you. I'll choke you right out now, in the middle like, of what? Uh, uh, meeting. For those that don't know, John and I work for the same company. So we, we're going to see each other yeah. next month at a company junket, which is going to be fun. But uh, And it's not the abnormal <laughs> beer company making <laughs> hazy IPAs. We but we are definitely abnormal. abnormal. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, you and I can show up uh, on Tuesday night at the at the at the company kickoff, and then go like find some other place to go, and you and I can just hang out by ourselves. <laughs> like <laughs> we went to this other place while you guys were all over there. But yeah, but that's a conversation for another day. So yeah, but to, just to wrap up the good, there was a lot of great stuff from this football game. It was a wonderful experience, and uh, 
it was fun it was fun to watch i'm sure even from the fan standpoint and when the snow came it was just majestic and perfect right majestic he goes with majestic oh that's majestic a good word but uh a lot of times what's yeah. perfect too on the right at the right moment maybe always is barbecue sauce well it's only oh. perfect if you get q42 Ooh. from iman azizi and guess what as a generosity as the generosity flows from q42 through the rest of 2022 use the coupon code all capitals Fina show to save 30% on Q42's authentic, original, one of a kind, all natural, crafted in Buffalo barbecue sauces and rubs. On top of that, Q42 has reduced shipping costs on all orders for the holiday. Is he crazy? What the hell is it? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was his wife saying, Are you crazy with reduced shipping You're costs role-playing. in this market? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Get the goods at QUE42BBQ.com. That's Q42BBQ.com. And with gusto, pound in that coupon code, FINA Show, all capitals. Save your 30%. Get the reduced shipping. Dine like a sultan. Mic drop. Dine like a sultan. <laughs> Sultans eat barbecue sauce? Is that true? Like, is that very, can we verify that sultan? No, man. It just seems like. Well, I, I think about like, you know, just like this spread of food. I'm the more salted, importantly, you know? I mean, uh, Iman has doubled the discount. So if you put in Fina show, you get double the discount, 30%. So go get Q42. It's fantastic. It's absolutely, right. it's, it's, it's everything that we bill it to be. And a ton of people in Buffalo use it. Buffalo are using it. And just so everybody that does not know that's listening or watching right now, Q4242, represents the 42nd parallel which buffalo the city of buffalo is on so that's where the name q42 comes from so it's a buffalo barbecue sauce but yeah it's freaking fantastic now i got a couple videos but the work before we get to the video what we're gonna say we're gonna say something about q42 i was just transitioning us to the next segment which is the the bad the thing we didn't want to use the word bad so we use the work Mm -hmm. so the things that the the bills need to work on well, I'll tell you, rough in the punter, idea. bad. I don't even know what happened okay. there. So I was uh, holding, blocking the back on a return. But, but the roughing the punter, piece, you know, Cam Lewis, and Cam's a good kid, right? Um, I'm not saying he's a bad yeah, kid. I'm saying it's, it's bad. He, I don't know what happened there. Like, so I'm in the stands. I haven't seen the replay on the game feed as far as the broadcast, but he just basically, it wasn't, he wasn't even diving for the ball, which is normally what happens. He just ran into the guy like, poof, here I am. And basically almost caught him right in the air. Like, what did you see from the broadcast angle? It looked like he just took a poor angle. You know, he might've got bumped, but you know, if they don't see that you're blocked into the kicker, then it's on you to have your body control. You know, the, that 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 yeah, that yeah, ended up in a touchdown. Uh, that was just awful. And then we have a, a punt that, that was, trickles was, down to the one yard. Ball, he kicked it from right in front of me. He kicked it from my left to right, and he kicked that ball. I was like, oh, that's a horrible punt. And then it hit the ground and took off. I was like, you got to be kidding me right now. You just have to be ready. The expectation is I'm going to get some wicked weird bounce in front of me and I got to prevent this thing from freaking rolling to the one. Now, you know, and I tell, I talk to you about this all the time. Conversely, we want our punter to put it at the one every time. 
But I don't root for that team. I root for the Scottish Bills Mafia, Bills Backers, <laughs> Buffalo me of the Bills. Story. And this happens all the time, dude. Bills Mafia are, I, God, I love you. Um, God, I love Bills Mafia. Um, but, <laughs> but, but it sounded like a but is coming. <laughs> I don't know what everybody's different, right? And when my 15 year old, soon to be 16 year old daughter is at the games and she's rolling her eyes at some of the things Bills Mafia behind us says, right? So you've got first, you've got this guy. Come on, Josh, run the freaking ball, right? The guy that's just like back there going, run the ball. And then Josh runs the ball and gets tackled after two yards. Shit, Josh, what are you doing? It's like, well, he's running the ball. So th this is the best part. So that all that to say this. And like the things that I hear at, at the stadium from Bill's Mafia, Sam Martin punts the ball. And it, I think he was punting from R48, right? So it's a pooch punt situation. He's just trying to get it inside the 20. He kicks the ball. It was perfectly executed. And the guy behind me, I'm going to swear. So this is a family show. I apologize. But like literally all of a sudden, ball gets kicked, dunk, right? And it's coming my right to left. And the two rows back, I hear a guy go, what a shit punt. <laughs> it's in the air and it lands <laughs> like the eight. Like the guy fair catches it at the eight or the 10. And I'm like, what a shit punt. Like I turn around, I'm like looking, at, and like the guy right behind me had already like turned around to him and was like, "Dude, what are you watching? What are you expecting to happen right here? <laughs> what a shit punt!" Yeah, I, I have a hard time sometimes when I'm in the stands at a game and I hear things, and you know what I do to combat it is I try to say nothing <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like. I keep thinking I'm going to say something stupid like super soon right. and it's going to be super bad. Okay, the work. <laughs> All right. Um they got to they got to talk about the D-line and the gap control. I mean, look, the Dolphins had a good plan. They had a really nice plan on passing plays where whether the uh H-back in motion or Ingold the fullback would cut our defensive ends. They put our yeah. guys on the ground a lot. Um, that's not necessarily the work uh, or the issue, but against the run, man, we, we can't guess. We can't jump. You can't get out of your gap control mm -hmm. by more than a yard without yeah. fighting pressure. Do you know uh, what I mean by I fight so. pressure? I don't want to say I don't want to say something to be wrong. Yeah, a, a combination block is coming at you, and if you get washed down and removed by a position. You, you you're in trouble but if, if that's happening and you you feel it you've got to fight against the mm -hmm. pressure to hold that space and those big runs there were uh, like i said four to five instances where our guys were just they just took themselves completely out of the play so it's one thing to get manhandled and driven out of your position it's another thing that when you feel pressure you try to go with it and beat right. it and you self remove and we did quite a quite a few times where mm. we took the easy way and that just creates gashes um you know all right so i did the d-line which was just i think not good well, we got they need, we got they some need videos to, they need to, to kind figure of show but out. which you know we've got three oh, yeah, okay. but um well. I, I clearly at the top of the program which for those that are just now that weren't here for the beginning you know i don't understand the I guess I don't understand the defensive game plan, but I guess there's a level of if you're going to walk into a stadium and be like, you know, what? I don't care what you're going to do. I'm going to be me. 
if that's if that's how you're going to approach games, I guess more power to you until it doesn't work, right? Um, we don't care what the Chargers put on tape last week. We're just going to do what we do and beat you. I mean, uh, oh, I totally agree with you. And God rest his soul, Walt Corey he was a great guy, but I hated the Bills' right. defense of the '90s. It was this. It's the same thing we're doing right now. We're just waiting for somebody to make a huge play. We don't do anything. Uh, terribly creative. We occasionally bring a blitz, but it's it's yeah. always super vanilla. We're a gapping or b gapping with Edmonds or Milano. Occasionally, we bring Hamlin either off the edge or mm-hmm. Poyer in the in the b gap, and it's not terribly creative. The defensive ends, I, you know, I, I like them. I just see too many instances where they're just going and giving up the chest, and they're not using a move. I mean, at the very least, start Slap slapping hands, hands and, and Slap put hands. a little panic Sorry, in their hearts. Reference. Um, so I guess from, from a work standpoint, let's start here. And to me, this is the long run by Raheem Mostert, right? And I think you had it listed to me as um, Groot jumping or Shaq or somebody not containing the edge. Yeah, so Shaq right here at the top of your screen, he's getting blocked by the tackle. And then right here, what he does, rather than hold space, he flies upfield. And that creates that natural seam that you see right there. Right, now that's a big enough problem. But then it's just exacerbated by Epinesa. Dude, just make the tackle. You're going for the strip on it. This is a better look, obviously. Right, so... Right. So here's what Shaq does. He goes to those flying up field, but in this instance, with the tight end there especially, he has to hold that space. And if you look at the three technique, whether it's Settle or Daquan Jones, he's not getting any width either. Uh, I think Daquan actually is on the backside here, almost makes a great play splitting the the center and the guard. He actually comes from the outside in technically, so, so right to left, right? Well, we're viewing it left to right, but from his, he comes from the right side around settled. Yeah, correct. Yeah, he does a nice job here. He almost makes the tackle, but look how look at look at where Shaq Lawson is. He's five yards up the field, and look at the down and distance. It's first and ten. Where's he going? Basically rushing the passer. And what's wild about this is like Shaq Lawson's number one asset is his ability to set the edge. Like that's what he's. Okay, so so let's let's go back yeah. to what I was saying earlier. Every play, what's the down and distance? What's my mental state? I have got a responsibility here, and look, I, I'd be shocked to hear that that's what he was supposed to do on that play. If he were supposed to do that on that play, you wouldn't see Milano hopping over. You'd see him Strong coming jump. downhill on the Strong snap. Jump. He makes his decision gap. and goes outside. I'm going outside. That's right. That's right. And that, sir, so is a I don't gash. Want, and that's not okay. my point about this play. My so, point about this play is effectively, where do I want to be at? So we're just going to run it from here, and if i got to back it up. I don't understand this about the Buffalo Bills. And 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 for all intents and purposes, several modern-day NFL teams. So Daquan dives at his hips, misses him, right? Fine. Uh, right there, Epinesa tries, tries Dude, to I tackle gonna, I was going to say that. Hamlin tries to tackle. No, the he was going for the strip. I thought Aaron Johnson was going tries for the strip. to tackle his shoulders. Why the hell don't people dive at their feet? Yeah, I think you got to go to the hip so and, and this, just affect the hip. 
Because a guy can lean into you with his shoulder. Ruben and I used to do this beautifully. When we would come on the, we'd have a combination block. A lot of guys what? would hit a guy in the shoulder, but then they who can fight a, back easier. Who gives a crap? You've yeah. been in the, well, you haven't been in the defensive. Look, these two guys on your screen right now, they shouldn't even be a, a part of this discussion because Epinesa well, Right, but needs you've to never been necessarily, tackle. just a guess, in the defensive meeting rooms. However, I, I find it hard to believe that, yes, we gave up a 67-yard run that led to a tackle. But, man, AJ, if you'd have gotten that strip there, it would have made a whole big of difference. No, why? Are, I got to think that they're in the room going, dude, you got to go with his feet here. You got to go with his hips. Go, like, take his legs out. Like, there's no way they're like, no, 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 the strip was the right call. Yeah, you missed it, and he got 67 yards, and they scored a touchdown right after it. But, mm -mm. No, he doesn't even have the right leverage to go for that strip. I mean, that's silly, right? You want to be punching Taren it out from behind. He needs another 20 yards. He dragged Taron down no, the field from, from that yard. There's five, the, no, 10, but he's not going 20, for the strip. 15, rather. 20. He's not, but he's not going for the strip. He gets, he's not going for the strip, but he's trying to tackle his shoulders. He gets 20 extra yards because Taron Johnson yeah. does not cut his legs or go after his hips right here. Yeah, but he shouldn't even be a part of this discussion. You can say, it, that's, the that's the pass you would give him there? I'm not giving him a pass. I'm just saying the, the real culprit here, aside from Shaq creating the seam, is the guy who's big enough to take his hands, put it on his shoulders, and shove him right. over the heated benches. Yeah, he could have just Because he it. had that angle. And instead, he did this thing where he's trying to knock the ball out. Taron could have done the same awful. thing. Taron could have just shoved yeah, him but, out of bounds. It just, I, I agree. But I'm not disagreeing with but you. But I'm bringing I'm this up because this is a problem with this defense. This defense has a problem with tackling. The problem with this defense is they give up these big plays. We've been giving Fair. up too many big plays. But the overall problem is we can't put a complete game together right now. And going into the playoffs, and this is my point of the show – is we have to win in all facets of the game. Other than the game-winning field goal, which was like an extra point, right? We Our right. expectation is going to hit that. It's not like he to hit win. a 61-yarder right. Right. Okay, right. on the right hash with a 40-mile-an-hour wind yep. or a swirling wind, right? So the expectation is he's going to nail that. But our special teams yeah. were horrible yeah. in this game. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> One more time, John, for the kid in the back. Right. And the defense, sorry, you hear it louder than they do, I hope, because, and the defense was, you know, mediocre, good enough to win, but not great so in the tackling. The What's next? next? One is, he got me all fired up. All right. Okay. So yes. this is the opening play of the game. Right. So, and I knew they were going to do this. I knew they were going to take a guy like Tyreek and see the way he got jammed at the line and start putting him in motion. But the crazy thing about this play is as you count the players, nearly everybody is at the top of your screen. So when he comes in motion, uh, Poyer's following him, right? And now you got the tight end there. Why in the world are, are uh, Dane Jackson and Poyer both sitting in space as the mm. tight end blocks down? There they are back to back. Right? So the one guy who – it's almost like you're – you're escorting somebody across yep. the line yep. of scrimmage. Yep. 
or I'm sorry, not across the line of scrimmage, but across the formation. And then I'm handing them to you or he's mine. This is, and li- this is literally this is as problem. bad like, as Josh throwing the football, right? Whatever it was, 15, 20 yards downfield. And Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe Davis both standing there at the same time. I didn't want to bring that up. But that literally, you you sent me this video yeah. and told me the time signature. When I pulled it, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about about miscommunication. But now that you've said that, like, why are these two guys standing? Yeah, look at them. They're both, they're both covering one <laughs> guy in space. But look, but if you go back a couple of frames, if 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 Poyer is supposed to hand him off to Dane Jackson, he stops right there, and now he's recovering. And he's going to float right across uh, uh, at level two, and he's going to make that tackle between Mint Milano. Yeah. There was and Jack a lot Lawson. of interesting things that the Bills did, or I'm sorry, the Dolphins did in this game to not necessarily uncover what the Bills were trying to do, but also to put the Bills in difficult situations. The the Tyree kill, like constant, incessant streaking in motion, and not just normal like jog motion, but literally jet streak motion stuff literally seemed to throw the bills kind of off kilter a little bit and it shifted they were talking about it on one bills live today with eric wood talking about it, like it would shift the whole defense and move them from having seven in the box to six in the box and one of those six was taron johnson so not only did they lose a player they got smaller in the box now and, and i and and that's when we had the conversation earlier today i played very I paid very close attention to that, but again, it's gap integrity beyond this. I mean, when you can see the mm-hmm. back of the right tackle, you know, pushing mm-hmm. our defensive end up like that and look, look where, I mean, Milano and Edmonds yeah, are there's getting, a, there's a back, alive a back butt view from this. So we'll take a look real quick. There you go. Yeah. You know, this is not a bad job by the defensive end, okay, to be fair. He shuts down the running lane, but the linebackers have to win. There were just too many instances in this game where people were getting eaten up by their offensive line. Well, it doesn't help the linebacker line. that uh, 58, then, who's 58? Uh, uh, the right guard or 68? 68 finds Tremaine Edmonds in about a half a second, right? That's that's never great for the situation as far as for, for yeah, but but Tremaine's got to blow that guy up. He, he you know what him. he does here he is he jumps too. Yeah, but uh, he's too far downfield. He's got to come up, make contact, and establish a much narrower alley for. Uh, I can't yeah, remember the running back. Yeah. That's not Mostert. Is it? Is it? Okay, that's Mostert. So he can't make that cut right between the depth of level one and level two, right? So if if Edmonds comes further down, there's too much trash there, and it makes it much harder for most. I think, to make I think this Edmonds was expecting left. it to go outside based on that look right there. I think Edmonds sheds him and expe- is expecting it to yeah. go to the right. But what, what I'm saying is right. this is a downhill play, and you're getting blowed up at blowed four up. yards deep. If you're a linebacker and this play is coming at you, yeah. you need to be yeah. at three. You said blowed up, by the way, instead of blown i did what did you expect me to say no no that's not what we say in the locker room absolutely dude this was a day one jones where you felt uh the 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 gap integrity i know that you wanted to talk a little bit about that too as far as the defensive line where where the defense when it had issues in this game it was primarily on the defensive line yes 
Hey, yeah, I would I would say for sure. But look, but look at the li- look at the alignment, right? You got a tight uh Shaq Lawson or Groot, I'm not sure who that is. It looks like Shaq, Shaq from the stance. And then you got Daquan mm-hmm. in a 3 right there, right? So on the snap of the ball, watch where he goes. I mean, riddle me this, Batman. You're in basically a tight defensive line formation. And on the snap of the ball, you go flying outside. He's so far outside that Shaq folds behind him. Or Groot. Groot. I can't tell. My eyeballs don't work that well. It's Groot, right? So he ends up almost making the shoestring tackle, layering over the three technique. Where's he going? Inside, right? No, not even dipping inside as opposed to blowing them up and fronting them up on running on running plays. It's a mm. it's a fight in a phone booth, right? I as a defender want to get my hands on you inside before you as an offensive lineman get your hands on me right. inside. You're fighting right. you're fighting for this position and I'm not <laughs> trying to show you my cleavage. You're fighting for this position. Uh, I did you until me? you said you have cleavage, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got a problem with the moves? Listen, you can't do that. And and look, the, here's the crazy thing. The, the Miami Dolphins had all but one play running success between mm. the tackles. They had one toss or a pitch to Mostert or whomever it was. I can't think of his name, the other running back, who's also quite good. Oh, everything's hitting between the tackles, Joe. Why why are people flying up the uh, the B-gap? I don't know, but it's it's funny because it, it was almost like the Dolphins were preparing for a blizzard game. And the Bills defense didn't think they were going to like, right? Like, hey, they're not going to run. I mean, if I love Mostert, he's he's a he's a terrific running back. Right, 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 for sure. Yes, yeah, and he's fast. And too, Ahmed's so. no slouch either. Yeah. So let's do this. So let's put that to bed and let's go back to, or I should say, let's oh, round this fired thing up, out bro. Out you get me fired up with the next expectation. So the Buffalo Bills. On Christmas Eve, go to Chicago. They're going to head to Chicago this week mm-hmm. on Saturday after seven days rest or six days rest. Excuse me, a normal week. Um, and they're going to, how do, how do I want to put this lightly? The Bills defense that sometimes has some gap integrity issues is going to play potentially the biggest quarterback running threat in the league right now, <laughs> maybe even over Lamar Jackson. Now, the Bills have had a lot of success against Lamar Jackson. Justin Fields poses a different level or different type of threat as it pertains to running. He's not quite as twitchy, quite as jerky. Justin Fields is almost like Josh Allen, the way that he runs. It's Mm -hmm. a little different. But, uh, yeah, as far as my expectations for this game, clearly I expect the Bills to win. You know, I expect the Buffalo Bills to, to go to Chicago to take care of the Bears the way that they should. The Bears are... Not a good football team. They're not at this point a very, it seems like very well coached football team. They got a good running back in, D- in David Montgomery. They obviously have Justin Fields. They have no passing game at all. So they're going to wholly get like sell out to, to stopping Justin Fields, right? That's mm-hmm. what you expect. Yep. Yeah. So if that be the case, you know, you'd expect the Bills to come out with a dub. Now they got to play the football game. That's why they play the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So my expectations defensively is our defensive ends are not going to be running the 10-yard hump to get around, right? You're right. going to be you're going to see a little bit more of a controlled rush, maybe some inside. This would be a, a good game to run some ET games 
right, to get that pressure on the tackle and have a guy like Ed Oliver, who's a terrific athlete, moving in space. You know, Josh will step up and then slide out between the guard and tackle. You work that game, you pressure it this way, and you mm-hmm. force fields to escape around the outside. Okay? Yeah. And, then, and then you support it. Uh, that's specifically talking about how you stop fields. But generally as a game, you got to have a way. We need a, a special teams game that's that's just even, like doesn't hurt us. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly. Right. We need a special teams game that doesn't hurt us, and we need a better defensive performance uh, among the front six. And I'm not going to say front seven because you're not going to see regular, Joe. You're not going to get it. It's Christmas. It's Christmas, and you're not getting it. No opening your your presents on Christmas Eve. We're going are, nickel. We're going four two five. There, there are things that this fan, that is Joe Miller, has said for several years. One of them, Tyree Kill. Why are we not jamming him at the line? That is now being vetted as true. You jam that guy well, at the now line. Well, now when he's in motion, breaks, it break not in motion, but it breaks off his ability to get open or whatever, do what he's going to do against you. Why are we not running a four, three? And now you've got Eric Wood on one bills live saying the Bills should be running four, three when they're up against teams like this. Like, so there's a great deal of things that I've been told that aren't not necessarily by you, but just on Twitter, by other content creators, people that have subtweeted me and it's coming out that it's like, no, 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 maybe there's something to this, but uh, yeah, we do have a super chat. So we'll get to that real quick. John DeFazio. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Bills will go four and three. We'll go four, three. So traditional uh, four, three drop the nickel play with three linebackers. There is no threat to our past defense. We need to make an adjustment. It's really that simple. So John is on my side. He feels like we're going to go four, three because the past game is not going to be something that the bills are going to be worried about all. And it is in here. Where's it at? So the weather forecast, people are talking about Roy Collins' possible blizzard in Chicago. Uh, Ralph Wilson Sr. says minus 13 wind chill forecasted at 25 mile per, hour, mile per hour winds. First of all, can we just say for a second that it's not that cold in Buffalo? So we're, we're dispelling go, one rumor. Go one easy, belief, bro. One narrative right there. It's not going to be that cold in Buffalo. So. Move the, the game to Buffalo. Off. There you go. We should, right. We should start tweeting that out. Like, why are we not moving this game to Buffalo? All right. Look. I hope I'm wrong because I'm with you on that. I would like to see a little bit of 4-3. I'd like to see a little bit more variety. And I've been saying this for weeks now. We need a little bit more creativity. I don't yeah, – how many times have I said I would rather have my head chopped off than death by a thousand cuts? Sure. So we've we've been burned a little bit when we bring guys on a blitz – but I don't think that those are very highly conceived uh, attacks that we're using. Expectations. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have to run the ball. We're gonna use a play action. We're gonna see uh, we're gonna see Cook and Singletary a little bit more. And I think one of my issues with the game, and we didn't even get into some of the stuff. My notes were extensive. I mean, we had situations where we should have been working the ball downfield, uh, trying to get three to eight yard chunks and we just were we're we're going for too many home runs we need to be sitting in that six to 12 yard area with some sit down routes with some option routes and just nickel and dime a little bit take a little bit more time off the clock that's the beasley role and uh karen idzik just literally asked the question will we see more beasley this week and i think we will 
Yeah, I mean, why would you bring him back and go through all that uh, harumph and uh, yada, yada, yada without playing him? But I'll say this. I, I think that it elevates the play of Isaiah McKenzie. I think he got it better. I think he got it, better the moment Beasley walked into the meeting room. Well, it, it, but they were also they also had McKenzie and Beasley on the field at the same time several times on Saturday, going back to this past week's game. This past week's game, and there was a every. I didn't count exactly, but it felt to me from when I did notice that every time Beasley was on the field, they were in a single high safety. They had dropped out of the out of out of a out of a Tampa two which made a big difference. So to me, that's important. When we're talking about expectations, if you're expecting Pam, Pamela to show up late, she did. She just got here. So Pamela, congratulations. You made it for the goodbyes. <laughs> Sorry, had to put a little dig in there on Pamela. <laughs> uh, I think that, and we didn't address this, but this team has to get their mind right about the third quarter. My expectation is that they are going to be better and a more complete team. Now, mm. look, let, let's go back real quick. I mean, the the, the Bengals almost lost. Um, they, these teams look at games against the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals like they are Super Bowls. Okay. And the, you got to bring all three facets of the game. My expectations are a little bit more creativity on defense, mm -hmm. a little bit more offense without mistakes, okay? Mm -hmm. And for the love of God, a special teams that just doesn't hurt us. Yeah, no, I, three phases is going to be important. If the weather is what you saw, getting Singletary and James Cook and Josh Allen going early is going to be important. Mm -hmm. You know, I am not for one second a going to believe that the Bills, if it's minus 25 windshield factor, still aren't going to throw the football. Why do you think that, Joe? Well, John, you were at the playoff game against the Patriots, and the Bills threw the ball all over the yard. It was minus seven. And the Bills are like, you know what? <laughs> Just like they did on defense this past weekend, we're going to do what we do. We came here to play football, so we're going to play football our way. I, I think the issue is the wind. If it's high wind, that makes it hard. If it's just cold, if there's a little snow... Uh, I think I'm they not learned that concerned. last year. I think, the, I think they learned that they learned that last year against the Patriots in the game. The Patriots beat them with the 30, 35 mile an hour winds, where they came out early, tried to run the ball and play to the weather, and it didn't work. And then they started throwing the ball all over the yard in the second half, and it worked. Like Josh Allen can cut through that stuff. I mean, it's it's not great, but I think that I don't know. We'll see. John DeFazio with another super chat. John, thank you so much for being a part of the show. One other thing that is itching at his craw. If our best play design to get Diggs the ball is that stupid wide receiver screen where we have Shakur can't block, there must be more to that. No, I, I, I think one? what he's saying is, well, I, I mean, to be fair, John, I disagree with you. That's not the only way we get uh, Diggs the ball. He actually had some pretty awesome catches in this game. I, he's talking. He's talking about the fact that every time we we we, we run, run that the play, yeah, screen, I, I, it's I, the worst possible moment against the worst possible look. Well, and I don't think Diggs is the right guy for that. He likes and, to, Shakir, and Shakir is out there and misses his block well, every time. Oh God, that's that's horrible to to say. I don't. I I think it's a personnel thing. I don't want to give the ball to Diggs there. I want to give it to Gabe Davis. You know, a bigger guy who's just, you know, whose mind is more like just go forward. Where Diggs likes to do his little his dance kind of thing. I think it's, or or have Singletary or Cook out there catching it. I think that's a better yeah. play. But again, we've always talked about this as players, <laughs> wide receivers, man. When they do block, it's like you know. A beautiful thing and you you want to give them the old bow and say thank you 
you know, do it again, do it again, golf clap, please do it again. But uh, you never rely on it. I don't like the play because you're relying on guys who don't yeah. practice blocking to but, block. But, but the frustration for Bills fans, and I speak for all of Bills Mafia right now, we watch this play run successfully against us mm-hmm. week after week. Teams do it against us where their wide receiver that's the extra one or the extra two out there block their guy up, the guy gets through, and they gain 8, 10, 12 yards. Now, we don't lose football games because of it, but we see it happen and perfectly executed week after week against us. It happens every single week. And every single week we watch the Bills try to run it one, two, three, four times. And every single time they fail because the defender runs around Khalil Shakir or the defender runs around whoever's out there against him. At what point in time, you as a player, is somebody not in one of these guys' faces going, this is a part of our offense. We do this. Block your guy. They've been, it's in the playbook every week. Every week they miss their block. Yeah, At what I mean, point look, is somebody uh, going, could you please? Just get in front of the dude. I don't know what goes on in this locker room, and I'm sure it's not different than when I was there. But I'd I'd do I'd be like, dude, on the sideline, like you got to block that guy. Like why why didn't you block that guy? But uh, like I don't like to play. Period. I I, I much prefer swinging it out to Cook or Singletary. We do far right, better with those guys. But you say it always works against us. But Taron Johnson made a game changing play on a tackle for a loss in a not dissimilar play. I'm not saying it's 100%. I'm just telling you that if you watch that game back, even if you watch the last three weeks, there was a successful wide receiver bubble screen in every game. Yeah, you're right. What are you, what are you showing me? You, you show me your uh, my expectations are a complete game. I think we got to get uh, digs the ball a little bit more. I like the doc that Knox was involved, but two and a half drops is terrible. Yeah. You can't drop yeah. the ball when it's thrown right between your hands. Yeah. Um, and we got to get our ends more creative on their pass rush. No more giving them the, the breastplate. Um, defensive line has to fight pressure. Saffold us to eliminate penalties and, and mental errors. Uh, Allen, you know, he had four plays where he sailed the ball a little high. Two of them I give him a pass on. Two mm-hmm. he should have mm-hmm. nailed. And, and then special teams. And then, you know, when you screw up, and you can't get out of your own end zone, you flip the field and give them field position, it's hard to take it back. Right, you know, right. We've got to play field position, especially when the weather's bad this week. Yeah, That's for it. sure. For sure. I love it. Uh, and I tell you what, so we are long in the tooth, and I use that phrase all the time. So we're going to have to get some more sponsors, and maybe we go two hours. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. Well, Ralph <laughs> Wilson's in the chat. Maybe he can sponsor us from beyond the beyond. <laughs> This is Ralph Wilson Sr. Now it's Ralph Wilson dad. It's Ralph Wilson's dad's dad. <laughs> it's in God, it's mind-boggling. It's great. Dad, not dad's dad. Keanu Reeves in that movie? Uh what movie? I don't know. I'm just it? saying it sounds like a Keanu Reeves movie. Right? It might be, but uh yeah. So any fine well, let me do this. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the uh, off tackle with John Fita show brought to you by the Market Dominator team, as well as House Capital and Q42 on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Uh, for myself, Joe Miller. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. You can find that guy, John Fina, on Twitter at John Fina. He's a great follow. He's interactive, he'll follow you back. It's a lot of fun. He enjoys the uh just the interaction in general. But uh before we get out of here, John, as I do every week, any final thoughts? Yeah, did you do the pizza thing at the beginning? Because I don't remember hearing it. I did. Okay, cool. We got the pizza thing. Um, hey, uh, we won't talk to you again until after the holiday. 
Christmas. Christmas Monday holiday. Monday the 26th. Yep. So from and we have a special guest. Yeah, right. So Thurman Thomas is going to join us the Monday after Christmas next week. It's like Christmas, like three days in a row. You get the game, you get the weekend off, and then you get Thurman Thomas and Joe Miller. What? Right. Right. And Mimi will be here. She'll be on the podcast. We'll have Uh-oh. her. Yeah. Uh oh. So, um, yeah. Okay, I lost my train of thought because I got so excited talking about my teammate Thurman Thomas. But uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, proud of you, Bills Mafia. You're good people. And thank you for watching our show. We like to cut it up. And uh, it's it's just been great. Joe, Merry Christmas to you and your lovely family. Right back at you, and- bro. I appreciate you. Love you. Um, so, yeah, for myself, for John Fina, for Buffalo Rumbling, stay tuned for Buffalo Late Night coming up right after this, I think, at 930. With Thomas DeLoss, uh, and I don't know who he has for guests, but he always gets good guests. Gets good guests. But so for me, for John, for everybody, go Bills. Go Bills.